as Efron and Val made their way across the realm known as the Amber. After coming across a settlement of identical beings where they obtained a second piece of amber, they braved the frozen wastes to find the requisite third, and upon entering a small structure inlaid within the ice and stone of a great cliffside, they come face to face with a faceless being of grotesque proportions, its pale, bony fingers stretching out into the room dangling over the floorboards, its sewn-on face of blank skin ripping into its lips, barely concealing cracked and bloodied teeth as it whispers your names. Don't like it. I don't care for it. Vote no on gross creature in the house. Just light this sucker up. Like, let's just <laughs> fireball this guy. Let's not even, like, try to negotiate with it. What if I think I think we need to talk to him at the very least to see if he has a piece of amber that we can just like be like cool thanks bro. All right, all right. <laughs> I don't know. Val is invisible right now and he's probably not going to talk. He's probably just going to like tighten his grip on your on your sleeve real hard. Looking at this creature, Franz says, "Are you the one that was once known as Kuna?" And it just gives a big hissing breath. That washes over you in a wave of uncomfortable heat. Do you know what this is? He says, holding up the piece of amber. And as you do, you hear the slightest gargle, almost a a shriek from deep inside this creature. And it takes its hand and it moves it to its jaw that's already, like I said, half hanging off. And it unhinges the other side. And you hear a sickening crunch as it does so. And then it reaches its fingers inside its mouth and draws its jaw open to a ghastly amount. And at this point, there is a putrid smell coming up from its bowels. And you can see (laughs) down its throat this tiny, glinting, golden stone identical to the two that you have. I don't suppose you are willing to part with it. And as it slowly draws its hand and puts its mouth back together, and I I should clarify, only its head and one of its arms is in the room with you right now. The rest of it is still concealed in this darkness that stretches on behind it. Yuck. This hand that now stinks of its insides and saliva reaches out for Efron. Where do you have the pieces of amber on you? Because you just took one out to show it. I have one in my hand. Val has the other. That's right. It reaches out and kind of just tries to paw at this piece of amber that you're holding, trying, it looks like, to take it. Ifran is going to clasp his hand around it and pull it back. This one is mine, but can you understand me enough such that we may come to an agreement? It slowly cocks its head and shifts its gaze over to where Val stands. And then it moves its hand slowly and then starts to extend it toward you. No. (laughs) I hate this so much. Val is going to like shift back, like lean back very slowly to try to stay out of its grasp. And its hand recoils a little and then it draws it back unto itself and it breathes out another uncomfortably warm breath upon the two of you. And it says, Val, Ifra, give me the amber. What do you want it for? To return. Come with us. 
We also seek to return. I do not come from your world. I cannot return with you, nor you with I. Can you not come to our world at all? You know little of the trappings of the universe and its intricacies, the laws that govern the slightest movements of stars. It is forbidden by those we call gods. Val will drop invisibility at this point, since the thing knows that he's there. These are, are keys, yes? Can they not be used multiple times? They are not to be likened to keys, just as the doorway is unlike a doorway. It is only what you see and what you know. I see very differently than you, and you differently than I. Then it appears that we are at an impasse. No, we are not. You will surrender the pieces of amber, or you will forfeit your existence. Hmm. Well? Yeah? I believe we have no choice but to conclude negotiations here. I agree. Very well. Very well. If you would be so kind as to perhaps use some magic to uh, uh, remove perhaps his head from his body. <laughs> okay, I'm going to attempt to cast Big B's hand. Go for it. Okay, does it work? <laughs> yeah, I guess, yeah, there's there's no I, I guess there's no role to to conjure it, but okay. you do feel another let's say quarter of that well drawn upon. That makes me so nervous. Okay. This is not technically a thing that Bigby's hand like has an ability for, but I would like to attempt to just sort of pry its mouth open and reach down its throat. Of course, as this hand appears, this spectral hand that then moves toward this creature, as it tries to interact with it, it passes directly through it. No! And another hot breath comes over the two of you as it begins to withdraw into the darkness, and it says, As I said, You see what you see, and I see what I see. And then as if someone just flicked off a light switch, everything disappears into complete darkness. Except for you and Afron are still quite visible to each other. The floor around you is solid ice, it looks like. There's almost an ambient light coming from each of you, illuminating a small patch maybe five feet or so, around your feet, respectively. Efron is going to... We're not technically in combat, but Efron is going to use the dodge action <laughs> to be super on his toes and is going to then move forward towards the last known location of Kuna here. I'm assuming it's Kuna. He never introduced himself. And he does have Imin out and ready to stab pretty much anything that moves. What's Efron's AC? <laughs> Is it higher than 14? Yes. 
Okay. As you move forward, you feel a whiff of air, and then something smashes down beside you that you are able to just narrowly avoid, and then it withdraws again into the darkness. And I think now it's time to roll initiative. Okay. Val got a 14. Efron got a 13. In that case, it will go the pale one, and then you two. Cool. Totally butched that freaking roll. So, Efron, this first attack misses you. However, does 23 hit? Nope, need a 24. <laughs> yes, uh, 23 hits. Just for your own reference, my AC is 19. Gotcha. As another whiff of air comes at you, a hand, like the one you saw, bony and pale, cracks down across your back, scratching and smacking into you, pushing you aside, drawing blood for 16 points of damage. Okay. Val, behind you... Oh, no. You hear a soft voice, and it says, Valentine? Valentine? No. no. <laughs> I, I turn and look. And you see the form of Katasandra. Her clothes are torn. Her face is bruised. She's clutching her abdomen, blood spilling over her hands. And she collapses onto this ice sheet in front of you, gasping for breath. And she just keeps repeating, Valentine. (laughs) Valentine. Player's turn. Val, do you want to address the the bleeding woman? (laughs) I do, yeah, I'd love to do that. Go for it. Okay, great. Val is going to try to use intent, and what he is willing is that, like, essentially he says to himself, his his visualization is, I want to see as he sees, meaning uh, Kune, Kuna, this, this pale creature, I want to be able to view the world as he views the world. Very interesting. All right, go for it. Roll ahead. <laughs> Here we go. 20 on my d20, 65 on my d100. Okay, you are rebuked in your attempt. Does that use up my well? It does not. Ooh, okay. At this casting incantation's failure, that energy that would have been expended seems to replenish. Oh, okay. Not only its own that you would have used, but one more. So this well is now, let's say, four-fifths of the way full. Okay, interesting. Is that my action then? Yes, that was your action to try to cast intent. Okay, cool. I'm staying where I am. (laughs) Does Efron have any sort of idea where the creature is? No. Can he see Katasandra? No. Can't see anything, huh? You can see Val, but Val's back is now turned to you as he's doing who knows what. Efron will ask Val, Val, do you see it? I, I cannot see the creature. No, I see Katasandra. She, I, I don't believe that she is real, but she is on the ground in front of me, uh, bleeding. Then I am sorry if this has any adverse effects, but it is simply an idea. And Efron is going to stab at the location indicated by Val. Oh, good idea. Also, really quick, because that, that was basically my whole turn, but I am going to take the dodge action as a bonus action thanks to my monk power patient defense. Spend a key point doing that. And as you stab into the body of Katasandra, this knife pierces her breast and she screams in agony 
and she she just goes, Val, Valentine! And she is begging you now for her life, for you to save her, as light starts to fade from her eyes, and blood pours from this new wound that Ifron has inflicted. Prove to me that you are real. Katasandra then falls still. Her head just slumps forward, blood dripping from her nose and mouth and pooling off of her chin. It is not real, it is not real, it is not real. What is it? And then, Val, ah. you feel a claw rake across your back for 16 points of damage. Ouch. And furthermore, it tries to grab you. It tries to not like grapple you, but to, to whisk away your possessions, i.e. this piece of amber wherever you've stowed it. Okay. Is there anything I can do to prevent this? Yes. First of all, tell me then, where is it? Where is this piece of amber? Val is still wearing the, like, wrappings that his spa friend gave him. So it's probably just stored in, like, a, like around his middle on his side somewhere. So then as this hand is aggressively patting you down and it feels the piece, it squeezes you. So I'm guessing it's not an affectionate squeeze. <laughs> <laughs> and it squeezes you for eight points of damage. Okay. Can Efron see this? Yes, you do see the hand gripping Val, but Efron, you then hear behind you, Efron, step aside. And as you turn, if you turn. Sure, I'll turn and look. You see Rolandier, but before he is now, you see him as you knew him from the old world, an Asimar. His mask glowing with radiant light, his great sword poised and ready to strike. Efron is not even going to waste his time. He just says to himself, it's not real, and he's going to go for what he knows is real, which is Val being squeezed by a not very affectionate, gross looking hand. <laughs> and so he's going to attack it with Imin, leaving his back completely bare to Reese or Rolandir, you know, whichever. So he's really hoping that there's no, like, actual bite to these illusions, or else he could take it right up the rear. Hot diggity dog. So that one is a natural 20. Yeah. Oh. Thanks, Google Dice Roller. <laughs> this episode is sponsored by Google Dice Roller. That one's a 26. Just going to roll up a little bit of damage here real quick. So with Emin, Efron goes and he stabs. He is like just trying to lacerate this thing. He's not going for like a clean cut, but he is trying to get in between bones and just rake it across this hand to do as much damage as he can. So with a couple of quick strikes, he gets a total of 29 damage on this hand. As you fit the dagger Emin between, you know, two sheaths of bone in this arm and just rip and crunch and slice it apart, you sever the hand completely Ooh. as it falls limp onto the ground uh, and you deal a total of 145 damage to the pale one. Holy crap! Oh my gosh! Wow, Imin, Imin is great against these like weird, like ethereal type beings. Weird nasties, Imin does great against. And in a breathy scream, you hear, You see what I see. And then you feel a great sword plunge into your shoulder. Oof! Does a nat 20 hit? No, no, Ifrod, no. If it doesn't, I'm sorry. It doesn't, uh, nope. Turns out I'm an illusion. Whoa. And I phase out into the background. In a puff of smoke, I'm gone. It was all a dream in Val's dreamscape. <laughs>
as this slashes down and just crunches through your shoulder, your right shoulder, basically down almost through your arm, not through your arm, but into your chest. So it's coming at an inward angle. I see. Dealing 61 damage. Wowee. Well, that's a lethal wound. And I am now at 24 hit points. Oh, no. So with that, however, this hand at Val's feet goes still. And the room that you were in fades back into view. Oh. The darkness that was in the room in front of you is gone. It looks just like an empty bedroom now with nothing much there. It's still, you know, cloaked in shadow given, again, there's not much light in here, but it is not this ethereal darkness that it was before. Ifran, um, because of that lethal wound, you, you're paralyzed in your right arm and Emin clatters to the ground. No. Oh, okay. Wow. Wow. Um, okay. Okay. Cool. Cool. Well, um, Efron's bleeding out on the ground. Yeah, there is blood spurting out of Efron's wound. Oh, yeah. Val is immediately going to attempt to intent heal this, because that seems to be the only thing intent works for. 17 on my d20, 95 on my d100. You are unsuccessful. No! However, you feel your well of energy completely refilled as... You fail to will Ifran back to health. And glinting in the corner of your eye, just beyond the threshold of that dark doorway, is a piece of amber. I, 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 I don't know what to do, Ifran. Should I, should I try again? <laughs> that would be nice. <coughs> <coughs> and he, he's like uh, coughing up a little blood or something. But he's struggling. Pretty, pretty bad wound. He's struggling hard. Okay, Val is going to focus and <laughs> channel everything that he has suffered here from <laughs> the beginning of his time meeting these nefarious, awful, wonderful people that he knows and just say to himself, I will not let you take him from me. I'll give you advantage on your intent. Roll Ooh, your okay, company. what does that mean? Does that mean I roll everything twice or? <laughs> no, 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 just... Just the d20 twice and take the higher. Okay, 27 on my d... Wow, hang on. Let me just double check. Yeah, 27. 38 on my d100. You feel your well drain completely. But Efron's wound doesn't change. Instead, there is light now streaming in from downstairs. Much brighter than it was before in these frozen cloudy plains. Is, is, is that it? That's it. I I I don't I I cannot do it again. I don't know. Well, hey, well, it is all right. Please, if you could stop the bleeding, at least. <laughs> it is not all right, Efron. You will be fine. As will as will I. Don't worry. First, try to stop the bleeding. Then. Retrieve the amber. Okay. Um, how how do I do that? I I don't know how to do anything <laughs> useful. I only know how to do magic. No, it is okay. Uh, take Iman, and you must cut the beast open, and retrieve it with your hands. You can do this. Okay. Uh, Val will will stand very unsteadily, and and go to retrieve the amber. He'll pick up Iman first in case he needs it. 
Yes, you are able to retrieve the amber without any problems. Okay, and then I I run back to Efron, <laughs> and um, it's only like five steps, so yeah. Yeah, and 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 I like put the amber in his hand, and I say, I I have it now, Efron. I have it. I got it. Uh, no, uh, <laughs> yes, uh, thank you. Good. Now I am not dead yet, but I do not know how well I can travel. My body is going into shock. So, there are things that you must know in the event that I cannot accompany you to the gate. I, please don't die. I am, I am doing my best. Uh, I will make this quick, and then we must be off. We must leave quickly. The Wanderer, it is Er, the brother of Egg. Uh, do you know much uh, about... Uh, religion about the world. I, I, I know some. I know air, yes. Uh, yes, okay. So I will uh, condense it. Egg, it is said his body, uh, his essence, uh, is what composes Egadon. But this is not true. It is air. Air created the world, but Egg took credit for this accomplishment. And now... Air seeks revenge on his brother. He does not seek to destroy Egadon. At least, not completely. But he does have something sinister planned. I would not trust him to leave any of Egg's creations untouched. Those creations being the other ethereals, as well as everything. Everything in the world. It all goes back to Egg. As we are now we do not stand a chance. We must gain support from the other Ethereals. We already have the support of Sindor, the one who turned Rolandir to a godborn, and the support of Sereth, whose daughter is Luna. You must find other Ethereals, other realities. And you must, you must help me, yeah? I, I will. I am getting to that. So, we must find them. We must get their help. We need more power than we have. So, we must convince them to be on our side. And we need more Godborn. Seek out Yakuda. She is... More or less the mother of the kin. And she is most likely to be sympathetic to our cause. Reach out to her. And to the others. As many as you can. Gain all the support that you can. You must be careful. It is important that Air does not know these things. That Air does not know that we are building a force against him. So... We must continue on the quest to destroy the aspects. Now, as for me, if I can get out of here, perhaps there is a way that I can be saved. If you tell these things to Vale, he will owe me a favor, and perhaps he can save me. However, the things that the Herald showed me, they were not meant for mortal minds. And I do not know if I will be the same. Now, Val, 
We must be on our way. You must promise me, no matter what happens, you will get back. And you will... find the others. Let them... Let them know as best you can. But do not compromise this mission. We must be successful. I, I, I swear it, I will, okay. I will do that, but... Good. Good. You have to uh, come yes. with me. Yes, and please. I think you must carry me. Thou will very carefully lift a frown. Lucky for you, I am not very big. <laughs> Lucky for you, I am reasonably strong. Good. Then let us make our way out of this place. I will head downstairs. As you head downstairs, as I said, it's much lighter than it was before. As you move toward the open doorway, looking outward, you don't see the icy wastes that you saw before, but rather the plains. These golden rolling plains that you saw when you arrived, both of you. Just like the golden plains of Imera. Hmm. Perhaps one day I will show you what they are like. Come, we must find the archway. I, I, I look for the archway. Do you leave the house? Y- yeah, I think I'll step outside. After double-checking to make sure that we have all of the amber. Yes, you have all three pieces of amber. Great. And the archway is there, right outside, as you step out. And as you clear the, the doorway, there's a bit of a breeze that rushes past you. And it's warm, but as you look, the, the house is gone. Just wherever you came from, wherever you stepped from has completely disappeared. You're about 15 feet away from this archway. As I said, it's round stone carved to look like wood in its keystone, which is only about eight feet tall, are three sockets where these three pieces of amber could easily fit. And stepping around the archway, and it's not very thick, so if this person was hiding behind it, like you would have been able to see them. But they just step out as if they were not existing, and then suddenly, as they come around the side of it, they come into existence. Is a woman, or at least she appears as a woman. Her skin is gray, like Val's. Her ears are forked, like a kin's. And her eyes are a deep emerald. She's bald, but upon her head are arrays of crimson tattoos and small horns in patterns that are unfamiliar to you. Her clothes are simple, but flowing, elegant. And as she comes around and in front of the archway, Ifran falls unconscious. Val is in a panic. Um, I, 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 hello, I, I don't know who you are, but do you know how to, how to heal, how to help people, please? We need help. Obviously, you do not know who I am. Or the question, do you know, <laughs> regardless of what follows it, would be quite ridiculous thing to ask. Are you Yakuda? No, I am Nakmatera, or Namarta, in the human tongue. I am the Valor, a forbidden knowledge, and the Void. And you have slain my herald. Oh, I, um, I would apologize, but I don't know that I am sorry. Why would you be? It's your task. You wanted to dispose of it one way or another. Am I incorrect? No. Of course not. You see, I have a dilemma. With the loss of my aspect, my power wanes on Egadon. I can't have that. 
I need a replacement. A replacement aspect. You need a new avatar. I do, yes. What are you proposing? That you would become said avatar of mine. My new herald. Why would you ask this of me? Because you are the guilty party. And he doesn't seem long for this world. She points to a frog. I wouldn't want uh, my second herald to expire so quickly after the first. What would being your herald entail? Access to the most elder knowledge that the universe holds. The answers to anything, everything. The mysteries unraveled before you. It would be a gradual process, but after time, and much time, not years or decades, but centuries, you would begin to see things, new things, as they truly are. And one day, your mortal mind, your frail little mortal body there would perish under the immense burden that is the knowledge of all things. And then you would be my eternal herald. Would I be me? What do you mean? Me, myself. I am Valmas. Would I be me anymore? Does it matter? It matters to me. At the start, yes. As I said, it is a gradual process. But down the line, I suppose not. You would be the voiceless herald. You would be the aspect of myself, Nakpatera. What happens if I refuse? You refuse, and then... (laughs) Child, you've already touched the herald. The herald has touched you. Your minds collided. You saw it. You saw everything, whether it was for a split second or even less. You already bear this burden. I can simply make it your prerogative. I can make it more than a curse. I can make it your duty. Whether you live for what? Three, four, five hundred more years or not? Your mind will fade much faster with what you have glimpsed. I can keep it from you. If I say yes... If I say yes, can you help him? Who? This one? Yeah. No. You may leave this place intact, but you have already sown destruction here. As she says that, the earth rumbles beneath your feet, and in the distant mountainsides you see avalanches of stone. Um, I am sorry about the, the drake. You must not be. Are you extending mercy to me, Zen? Yes. I would call it mercy. I am giving you your life. For now, with what you've seen, what creeping invaders claw at the recesses of your mind, I'd give you hmm, a decade, maybe two. (laughs) Maybe. Who am I kidding? I know exactly when you'll fold. But what I offer is to live out the rest of your mortal existence as you would, and upon the completion of said tenure, you'd become mine. Do I believe her? You tell me. (laughs) Can I roll an insight check? (laughs) Go for it. Okay. (laughs) Garbage. A ten. She's almost 
impossible to read, but you don't have any reason to doubt her words so far. Yeah. Gaul. Is... This is asking a lot, I realize, but is there any way I could think about it first? A thundering boom echoes in the distance as an enormous cloud of fire and smoke erupts from this ring of mountains in the very, very far distance. And Nakhmatera just smiles wide at you very devilishly, and she says, You may. But you haven't much time. Um, Val will sort of like adjusting Efron to be as comfortable as he possibly can be. Um, look at Nakamatera and say, Then give me my life and I will be yours. She extends her hand, uh, palm upward, and she says, The pieces then? I... Well, I have to set Efron down, I guess, to get the pieces out, but I will pass the amber to her. She rolls them together in her palm, and they regain their luster, their splendor that they had when you first saw them. And then they drift up, and they set themselves within the stone of the archway. And as they do, a great crackle erupts as black and orange lightning streaks across this archway, and a portal opens. I pick up Efron, and I look back at Nakhmatera. Is there any way I can contact you? No. You have weakened me greatly. But when your knowledge is matured, I will have regained my power. I will say this, Valmes. You have already gazed upon what the Voiceless Herald saw. You have been graced by elder things. Even I cannot stem the tide completely. So, and she just gives the side of her head a little tap, don't always trust what you see. <laughs> that is not comforting at all. Um, Thou will nod at her and step through the portal. And as another crackle emanates from this, this portal that has appeared before you and you step into it, you hear the last vestiges of this world, the amber, be engulfed by flame and destruction as a great beast roars behind you, quickly fading into memory, blackness, darkness. And then Val, you blink awake on the floor, looking up into the basement of the tavern, this nexus that has been constructed Luna, her voice muffled, slowly coming into clarity, shaking you. Val, 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 are you okay? And as you bolt up, you push past the others who have also started to look over at you, and you see Ifran on the ground, Rolandir, Brynir, and Kelnies standing above or kneeling beside him, and then Ifran, you blink back awake. It seems as if when you first went unconscious, barely a second has passed between then and now that you awaken. Where is Efron? Efron, where is Efron? What's my status health-wise? You're fine. Okay, so Efron blinks awake, and he grabs at his shoulder, and he doesn't feel anything, and he looks over at Val, and he says, Val, hey, we made it. Uh, Val just collapses and, like, grabs Efron in the biggest hug and just sobs. 
And Efron returns the embrace. A couple of manly tears rolling down his cheek. And as you do, clutching Val close to you, your sight drifts a little past and down to where your right arm hangs limp and motionless at your side, your fingers not even twitching as you will them to move. 